Welcome back to another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Stanaway. In today's episode, we have the pleasure to sit down with Johnny Martinez, who is the founder of the Warrior Healers Podcast. He's another dude who I had never met before. He was coming up here for Guns and Geese and drove 38 hours from Wisconsin to come up here to the Pacific Northwest. And on his way, he sent me a message and was like, hey, bro, I'd like to meet up with you. I want to see the farm and let's fucking podcast. So being that this is the new me and I accept meeting new people who I've never met before because last time I did it, it was scary as hell, but it worked out great. I chose to do that again. And once again, I now have created another warrior ally, a lifelong friend, fucking brothers, dude. So I hope you enjoy that. We get into some pretty deep shit and kind of put our philosopher cap on and discuss some of the things that we perceive to, to be real or to be true. And all in all, it was an epic episode and if nothing else, it was a pleasure to sit down for two hours and connect and share energy with another great human being. So before we get into everything, I'm going to give you guys a quick update on my life. I went camping over Memorial Day weekend with some of my very close friends. And when I got home, I got extremely sick. Matter of fact, I don't remember being that sick, maybe ever. I remember being sick, th- like, for a short period of time, certain certain things, but this sickness in particular felt so weird. Um, the first thing is, is that I started feeling nauseous. Then I laid down. Then I had like a fever, I wasn't hungry, just started going downhill. Well, what ended up happening is my stomach started hurting so fucking bad. Like my lower abdomen literally felt like a knife or a sword had been like stabbed straight through me. And I'm like curled up in a fetal position. I'm fucking, oh dude, I I don't even know how to explain it. It hurts so bad. So for the last couple nights... I've probably gotten up, I don't know, four to eight times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I have started showers at one in the morning, laid down in the showers. Um, I've taken a shower upstairs. I've taken showers downstairs. And the only thing that makes me feel better is to lay down in the shower with the hot water running on me. And I finally was like... (laughs) Me being me. I'm so fucking dumb sometimes. And I say that in, you know, with a grain of salt because I'm not actually dumb. But there's times when I'm like in the midst of a problem and I'm not, I'm not in the solution based mindset like the compassionate Viking is supposed to be. I'll be in like the victim mentality. And I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm miserable. This fucking sucks. God, I hate being sick, you know, running through the motions. And then I was like, hey, maybe I should go to the herb book and start figuring out how to make myself better. Well, believe it or not, 
I have harvested a tremendous amount of medicine this summer. So I went to the apothecary that I now have and I started pulling out different herbs and I'm going to start drinking teas. And I had taken thyme, mint, chamomile, burdock root, mullein, nettles, marshmallow root, some honey that I got from Derek at Mystical Wares that's been infused with shungite. And I've been trying to drink that. And I think that that is helping but it's not helping my stomach that much. It's definitely helping me feel better. Like I don't feel as ill, but it's not helping my stomach. So this podcast was supposed to come out two days ago, but I've literally been so fucking sick that I can't even get up. I I, I don't even know how to describe to you guys how sick I actually was. So this morning... I am not feeling super ill anymore, but my my lower abdomen, like a little bit below my belly button, a little bit above my dick root, it feels like someone shanked me, fucking impaled me. It, I don't know how to explain it. It hurts so bad. So I go back into the herb book, and instead of looking at, you know, illness and sickness, I start looking at lower abdomen pain, and I came across... Some different herbs. Now, some of them I don't have, but some of them I do. So, this morning, once again, I take a handful of chamomile flowers. I take a handful of mullein flowers. I take a pinch of marshmallow root. I take one dried comfrey leaf, a little bit of honey. Um, I cut open a lemon and put a little bit of lemon in there. I drank that. And about 30, 45 minutes later, I fell asleep. So it did help. It did help. Now, when I woke up, it hurt again. I go back to the bathroom. But that's okay. We'll drink some more. And then I remember that I had a, a mushroom blend. And mushrooms are one of the greatest, greatest gifts to, to us when we use them properly for immunity and for healing and all that type of stuff. So I decided to... Take some reishi powder, reishi mushroom powder, some lion's mane mushroom powder, and some chaga mushroom powder. And I'm actually feeling the best that I've felt in, well, the better five days now. So, remember guys, even when shit is rolling downhill very fast and it seems like there's nothing we can do about it, and I'm guilty of this too, I get caught up and we're feeling victim. We're feeling like miserable and treachery and sorrow and poor me, poor me. I just want it to go away. We still have the ability to choose and choose to have either a victim mentality or a solution-based mindset. And in this particular case, I finally got myself to get into the solution-based mindset. And we're doing the best that we've done in the last couple of days. So, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I have some earth pipes that I did make but haven't been able to make to the post office. If I can make it to the post office without having to go to the bathroom, I will go ahead and ship that out to you guys. Cameron King, yours is on the way, buddy. 
let's see here. I do have, I do have a little, um, a little story for you guys that is quite shocking. And the, the, the last week's Viking tip of the day was don't steal people's pets. <laughs> don't take people's animals that aren't yours. This week's Viking tip is kind of on the same, but it's don't fuck with other people's children. Okay. My children were fucked with and I was appalled that this happened. So we were all camping um, we were at a KOA up in Linden, Washington, about seven miles south of the Canadian border. And on day three, one of, no, on day three, my two boys were with another boy from a different family and they all go to jujitsu together. So they're all training partners. They, they know what each other are capable of. And they were out catching frogs. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened at that particular time, but I am standing at my campsite by myself, and this dude comes over and he's like, "Hey, I'm off work. Like, it's not my, it's not my. I'm not on the clock right now. I happen to be in the clubhouse getting an energy drink, and I overheard what was going on." I said, okay. And he's like, so I found you because I know that you're the parents or you're the dad of the two kids. I'm like, all right. And right at that time, my two boys, Vincent and Talon, are running up to my campground and I can tell that they're they're shaken up. They're shooken up. They're they're not in the normal frame of mind. I'm like, what's up, boys? What's going on? And they're like, this girl's trying to trying to get us. And I said, what do you mean? And they're like, there's this woman who is trying to kill me. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? So they tell me this story. They were down with the frogs. This woman sees them. And there was like a dance that night. You know, the KOA campground has like a bunch of different activities and stuff for all the kids. Well, there was like a a dance party at nighttime. 80s dance party with glow sticks out in the field. This 43-year-old woman proceeds to ask my son if he is going to the dance and if he would dance with her. Well, my son says, you need to stop flirting with me. The lady gets mad and says, starts, I guess, beelining straight for her or straight for him, running at him, saying she's going to punch him in the face and kill him. Well, that scared the shit out of my boys. Now, here's the deal. You have three boys, 11, 12, and 12. Both of them have, or all three of them, have been training jiu-jitsu for like four to five years. They're all gray belts on the verge of becoming either gray and black belt or in another year, maybe two years, a yellow belt. Which, for those who don't know jiu-jitsu, that does, this is Chinese to you guys. But th- the point is, is that they're not highly skilled but they're skilled enough. And at that age, three 12-year-old boys who know jiu-jitsu like they do, they're not scared of a 43-year-old woman. But something in this person, this woman, freaked them out so bad that they ran to the office to tell them. Now, 
The crazy thing is, is that there was two teenage boys who also seen this happen, who also went to the office and said that this was not okay. And that my boys were not out of line. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were minding their own business. So I say, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to this bitch. I run up to the, to my, uh, other buddies campgrounds. I said, Hey, Greg, Michael, Novak, let's go. And I start running. And, and if you have a tribe like mine, we will explain the reason of get the fuck up and run later. We'll worry about that after it's all done. If one of the homies, one of the warriors in the fucking tribe says, Hey, I need the men right now. Let's go. You don't fucking ask questions. And they didn't, they got up and ran. Now, when we got there, I said, Hey, you talking to my son? Uh, is your son the one with the black shirt with the red writing or white, whatever writing on the back? Vanessa is like, okay, so you were talking to my son. I said, why the fuck would you say that you want to punch them or kill them or dance with them or, or flirt with them? Like, this is not okay. I would never, ever say that to another person's child. Not unless I want to get their fucking dad to come and beat my ass, which let's be real. Their dad, most dads are not beating my ass, but I have the respect as if they, they could. And if I fought back against a dad trying to beat my ass, I'm the one in the wrong. He should beat my ass. This lady just comes unglued. You're fucking high. You're crazy. Blah, 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 blah. Well, long story short, the KOA dude, the, the, the guy running the place, has gotten multiple, multiple sources of information. And they all add up to the same story that I just said. So, she got kicked out. That lady got kicked out. Which is good, because she doesn't belong there. Now, the thing is, is I. it's weird because you, you don't expect a fucking woman to prey on boys. Especially these boys, as they carry themselves very well. They're not like, they're not like most boys. They're, sat, they're studs. Well... When I was driving in off the freeway to Linden on the side of the road, there was a picture of a newborn and a picture of like a couple month old baby. And it said, still me. And then a couple miles down the road, there was another billboard that says child trafficking is a major problem here in Linden. And I started thinking like, dude, this KOA campground is the perfect, perfect place to snatch up children and drive seven minutes across the border. Now, is that what was going to happen? I don't fucking know, but it was really weird. And the funniest thing is, is that everyone is not like my tribe, as in the way they carry themselves, their posture, their energy, their the vibe they put out, and their fitness level. So the funniest part is, is like that night and the next day, you know, other camp other yeah campers campgrounds are coming up to me as I'm walking around and they want to know the story and the funniest part is every single one of them knows who we are because we are the most fit the best looking the best energy like the whole campsite knows who we fucking are and when <coughs> all of us are walking marching uh 
<laughs> the people are like, I can't believe that people would fuck with you guys. You guys seem like the absolute worst group of people to fuck with. And they're right. But at the end of the day, this is a woman. And you don't fucking beat a woman. Now, if she touched my child, if she was to actually, like, harm my child, maybe I wouldn't beat her with strikes, but i definitely shake the shit out of her and put her in some, some jiu-jitsu moves. So, the Viking tip this week is leave other people's children alone. Leave other people's pets alone. Things that do not belong to you are none of your business to fuck with. That's the moral of the story. It's really bizarre. It's really weird. It shook the shit out of the or it shook it shook the shit out of the moms. The all of us dads were like baffled. And the kids were extremely weary after that. Thank God nothing bad happened. And it was a, a great lesson for all of us. For all of us. The kids now realize, oh shit, there's bad adults out there. There's people who are trying to target us. There's people who are trying to harm us. And we need to stick together at all costs. So, before we go on with the podcast, I need to give a shout out to Training Northwest. My buddy Toby, he's up in Granite Falls, Washington. He has Training Northwest firearms range, gun range, whatever you call it. He is cream of the crop, you guys. I have heard nothing but great, great uh, information coming from anybody who's participated up at Training Northwest. He starts as low as your very first firearm course, learning safety and etiquette, all the way up to badass soldiers and people with highly advanced technical skills when it comes to combat ta- combat tactics. So if you would like to become even more efficient with your firearm, learn even better safety, and hang out with an absolute salt-of-the-earth man, please Go to Training Northwest and sign up for the next enrollment. Also, remember, he is a Vortex Optics dealer. Vortex Optics are American-made optics. They are the best of the best. You can't get better than that. And if you go to Training Northwest, you can use Toby's promo code for, I believe, 10% off. Check him out. Now, if you're out in the Midwest, Colorado, I need you to go check out NFS Shooting Supply. NFS Shooting Supply is ran by George. George is another stud, salt-of-the-earth man. I was actually on the phone with him last week, and his special forces dude who was doing firearms training and instructions has actually left, so they're in a little bit of a transition period. However, he still is the best firearms dealer around. When you contact NFS, you will contact George. You will not talk to an operator. You will not be led around the bush. You will actually talk to George. George wants to talk to you. George likes to wheel and deal. He is an American man who wants to bring back the the, uh, quality of American-made stuff. 
And by that, customer service is absolutely a must. When I talk to George, he helps me. If if you need help finding a, a gun, he will be on it. He will deliver better than anyone I've ever dealt with. He can ship it to your house. If you're in the area, please go into his store. He has every modification, accessory you could possibly think of when it comes to firearms. So, if you support American-made stuff, you want to create a network of like-minded, salt-of-the-earth men, and you believe in this new way of community and connection, please support Training Northwest and NFS Shooting Supply. Both of those will be linked below in the description notes. Let's get on with the show. Okay, we're here with Johnny. He drove up from Wyoming in the Wisconsin, dude. Come on. Oh yeah, Wisconsin. <laughs> you just fucking. I knew it started with a W. Close enough. You're good. <laughs> Wisconsin. That's it. Home of the cheese, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. Well, Johnny and I have met over Instagram, but this is our first time meeting in real in real life, mm-hmm. and we're already fucking homies, bro. <laughs> I gotta give you a, a little tour on the. On the homestead. Yep. Show you kind of badass place out here, man. I love it. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, so now we're gonna podcast. You're going to Guns and Geese. I am. Yep, yep. This is this your first time you've attended one? No, I did the uh, what was it? Class two. Okay. I did class two down in Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, I think it was like a year and a half ago, about. Uh huh. And it was fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back out here. It's kind of different. It's different energy now because the first time I came out was like, I'll fanboy, fuck it, I can do that. Yeah. Was like to see Greg. Uh-huh. Was to meet this dude that I like, I wouldn't say idolized, you know what I mean? But it was just like, inspired a, this dude's by. cool, man. Like, yeah, he like inspires you. Yeah, absolutely. With what he's doing and everything. And I was like, fuck, I gotta go meet him and meet Lappin, who's like the shooting guru. And yeah. Joao, who's a fucking beast. And so I like came here to, or the first time rather, I came out there and it was like meeting role models, like meeting idols in a way or in a sense. And I know we haven't really talked too much about it, but I never knew my dad. Uh, I never had a dad growing up. And so you start to pull those father figures or aspects from people. Right. And I drew stuff from each one of those guys. But now I get to come back here and it's more of like a, it's it's like a home you feel. It's like right. a, a like it's friends. Yeah, I, I know you guys. Like I'm staying in the academy with you guys. Like it's just a different energy now. It's really cool. Fuck yeah! But so I'm excited to be out here, man. Dude, isn't it? Isn't it awesome to be able to find, like you said, uh, essentially like a father figure? But it doesn't need to be a a, a father figure. It could be someone younger than me. Mm-hmm. But if they have like admirable admirable qualities that that you find inspiring it's so like powerful when you can actually benefit from that i mean i felt the same with greg too he had he had inspirable admirable qualities Mm -hmm. and i would go there and fucking learn jujitsu from him and then it changed from i mean obviously he's still my professor he's still my coach my mentor Mm -hmm. 
but we're fucking buddies. I don't look at him like a father. I don't look at him like a father figure anymore. It's yeah. weird. Even though I learned from him all the time. Not that he was my father figure, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there are desirable traits. And now it's like homies, and I just, my homies, whether it's Lappin or Joao or Greg or you, they're all admirable, and they all are teaching me things all the time. Mm-hmm. And once I've surrounded myself with that, I think that that's, for me personally, how I've been able to grow as much as I have mm-hmm. is by putting myself out there to go and, and fucking meet rad human beings <laughs> yeah. to show me the way because I didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you didn't have a dad, but being a dude growing up without a dad is fucking rough. How are you supposed to learn how to be a man when my mom is trying to teach me how to be a man? Yeah, there's, I don't care how many women want to try and debate that. It happens all the time. And I give it to my mom, dude. She tried her best. She tried her damnedest. But there is something there. There is just a, there is something there that is like, you just, you don't have enough control over me. Mm -hmm. I'll never give you enough control over me. Mm -hmm. There's something there. There's not, and it's. I don't want to say it's a lack of respect because it's not it. I respect the hell out of my mom, but I'm also going to defy what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, but if daddy was around, I don't know if I would have. Of course. You get fucking tuned up pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah. It's so but weird. Then, but then at the same time, like what we had talked about outside about what I told you, my daughter asked me the other day, I said, I've mm-hmm. been thinking about my dad quite often recently and not in a, like a sad way or a depressed way, just things have popped up, whether it was songs or smells or thoughts or whatever it is. I've just, he's been on my mind a lot. And I had said that. And my daughter goes, if you could have anyone back in the whole world, who would it be dad? And I said, I don't know. She goes, well, wouldn't it be your dad? You say that you were thinking about him a lot and you miss him all the time. I said, yeah, but I, the reason why I am the man that I am today is because of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to trade that. Now, would I still be a good man if my dad was around? I would hope so. But I know damn sure I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. And so as much as I would love for my dad to be here, if that meant that I had to be a completely different person, I don't know that I would pick that. And... In a perfect world, I would be who I am today and have him back, but that's not reality. You don't get to have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah. So when you bring that up, I think about it like because we were raised or you're raised by your mom, as much as it's fucked up and it's hard, there's also great benefit and attributes that happen because of that as long as we... Don't stay a victim our whole life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have, <clears throat> I'll just say this. I, I don't know much about you. This is, we've only been together a couple hours, but I can tell already just off of some of the things that you said, you are searching to become the best version of yourself. You're searching to heal. You're searching for masculine traits and admirable men. You are searching for all these things. And what I found is like a lot of my friends and maybe we are different. So I can't, this is a thing about, we can assume all we want, yeah. but that's not the way that it is. But well, my, feel free. <laughs> my point is, is like I have friends who have both their parents who were raised very well, 
who are not searching to be the best version of themselves. They're not mm. searching to learn new skills and knowledge and find out what masculinity is and good with where they're at exactly and so with the traumas and triggers that create hardship growth happens regardless as long as we don't become a complete victim our whole life of poor me poor me poor me and look at it for instance your sake you're using it as a superpower you didn't have this and now you're making friends with very admirable men. Mm-hmm. You see what I see? You see what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, of course, like, I don't believe that there's only bad that comes with things. Like there's a duality in this world with every bad thing. There's good things with Absolutely. every good things. There's bad things. Take it to jujitsu. If I kick everyone's ass, well, that's great, but I, I typically am not getting any, I'm not really learning much. Yeah, you're just right? there having a I get fucking fun. mauled by a new, or a black belt that shows up, and even though it sucks to me, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I learned that, first of all, I suck, and I need to get better. Second of all, where was it? That, like, he just smashed past my guard every single time? Or, no, I was pretty good at holding him in guard, but... When he got to mount, I could never get out. You see, like, mm-hmm. you can start to, to pinpoint different things depending on what's going on. So, if we just have a perfect fucking life, like, do you have any friends or anybody that you know who had, like, <laughs> life given them on a silver spoon? I hate to say it out loud because a lot of them listen to this, but yeah, man, like the majority. <laughs> okay. Uh, I grew up in a really richy town. Everyone lives on the lake. All their parents, for the most part, are together, like business owners, very successful. And I just accidentally got paired in with them through football at like a super young age. But like I've easily been the like the the outcast of the friend group. So when I go and do this type of shit, it's especially strange for them because it's like, Oh, he's just out doing more drugs. Like I had a buddy text me that two days ago. I was like, oh, I headed to Washington. He's like, more drugs? Like, not this time. Yeah. <laughs> but what? who cares if it was? Yeah. Like, you. What does that matter? It's just judgment. That's all it is. So once you realize that it's just judgment and I can, like, look, man, I, I go ahead. Like, you, you had some shit handed to you, bro. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I respect it. But I'm going to continue to try and elevate myself. And you can stay where you're at if you want. But at some point, the roles are going to reverse. Yes. At some point, you're going to look at me like, oh, fuck. Like, now I'm 10 years behind on this healing journey and I'm depressed and fucking divorced or something. You know what I mean? Like, while I'm going through that right now. That's it. Is that you're getting out of the victim. You're Mm -hmm. getting out of poor me, poor me. I didn't have a dad. I didn't have. Not that you were saying that. but took a long time, though. I did. (laughs) Of course. Me too, dude. I would be like, what the fuck? This is not fair. Yeah. This is why me. It's so easy. But then what's happening is it's creating a a negative loop. It's creating like what we talked about, about your, your your thoughts are now being conditioned to have a certain emotion behind it, which is solidifying all of that into reality. Whereas now when I say, when I ask you if you have any friends who kind of lived off the silver spoon and you say, yeah, I did as well. I grew up in a pretty nice neighborhood. I had Mm -hmm. a, a, I was middle class, but I had a lot of rich friends and 
What I found is that they simply do not have the drive, the grit, the mm. tenacity, the resilience, the mental toughness, the fucking will that I have. And it's not just me. It's other people that I have found who have grown up in a similar fashion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be their dad wasn't around. It it could be their their dad was around and he was an asshole and beat him the whole the whole time. Yeah. There's all these around, different but not around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a piece of shit mom who's getting ran through by a new guy every single night. Mm -hmm. Or like there, there's a million different scenarios where I have found that someone has had a hard harder growing up, harder childhood had to deal with some shit, go through some adversity, figure out, okay, I have two options. I either live in fucking misery and depression and, and you know, terribleness, mm -hmm. or I got to fucking figure it out. But there's some type of resilience that comes from it when we go, we're going to figure it out. Where I just do not see it. And I'm sorry, I love you guys out there, but... The ones who were fed off a silver spoon, what I've found, simply don't have, like, the warrior spirit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's just, like you said, there's just not a drive for self-betterment. It's that's just content. You're, you're content and complacent with where you're at, and that's fine, man. That's the fucking world that we live in right now. It seems like that's what's, like, that's, like, the goal, almost. That seems like what's being pushed is, like... Hey, get a solid job. Go to college. Get a solid job. Find a girl. Have a kid. Get a house, and that's your life. Mm. That's like the the quote unquote life, right? That's the desirable life. Like, not for me, dude. Fuck no. I don't want to do that. That mm -mm. that sounds awful. And I kind of did it. I mean, I've de I've I've detoured off that path with like military and shit like that. But that's that path is boring. It's fucking. I don't want that. I don't want that for. Any of my friends, I want you to just be at your highest self, your highest energy levels. That's what I'm after. Yeah. But then at the same time, it sucks because I, I get to go home and you have to hang Like, I kind of have to hang out with these guys. Like, I, that, that's my tribe that I built. I still love all my friends. I'd still do anything for them. But it's like, fuck, man, I wish you'd like... Level up. I, I feel like I would give more for them than they would get for me. Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. And it's kind of a shitty feeling. Yeah. It's like a, I wouldn't say a lonely feeling, but it's just like a, is that your tribe then? Yeah. I feel that I, I would invest more into you guys than you guys would invest back to me. It, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a shitty kind of role to play where it's like, I'm well, I guess that kind of ties back into the confidence thing that we were talking about, right? Where yep. I was telling Tyler how just like two days ago I started to realize I kind of have a confidence issue and I didn't I didn't ever think I did or anything but um I forget exactly what happened but I like instantly went into like a spiral of like am I doing the right thing like maybe this podcast is a bad idea maybe this maybe that maybe I should quit this so like all of it, yeah all of this shit was just like raining down and kind of how we were talking like when you're on that path things are there's like messages right throughout the lot throughout the day and throughout <laughs> your life that are like oh fuck yeah i'm doing okay yep and for me i did a third it was like a 38 hour trip here driving here and i stopped at like mount rushmore and yellowstone and badlands and did all these things but one of the most impactful was mount rushmore actually 
I didn't really care to see it that much. It was cool. I mean, it's a badass sculpture and everything, right? Obviously, I wanted to see it. But the cooler part was as I was walking out, there was a table there with this guy. And we hadn't talked about this, but there was this guy sitting there and he had a big sign up with a big chakra like thing hanging up there. And it said free uh, like meditation and spirit books. Okay. Not a single person. Stop. Of Out of course. like thousands. I'm sure. And I'm kind of just like watching every once in a while because obviously it's got my attention. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't really want free shit either. But I was like, let's just kind of see like as an experiment. And two guys went up there and they were both from India. Okay. And the guy was like talking about Hinduism and stuff like that. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go over there. And I didn't say anything. And he was like, whoa, he was like, what's up, brother? And I was like, how's it going, man? He was like, you got some great energy. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I was like, how's it going? And I got like my bracelet and my, my mushroom necklace on yep. and stuff. And he's just started going in on me like in a good way. And he's like, he's like, your, your fucking energy is powerful, man. And we started talking. He's like, what? Like, tell me about you. Who are you? And, um, not like trying to toot my own horn or anything no, no, like that. No, dude, I, I, I'm into just, it because it, I know, I know exactly what it's happened to me yeah, many times it's, before. It's, that's like the push, right? But yep. so then he's talking and I'm telling him I'm driving out here to do jujitsu and pistol stuff. And he's like, oh, you're a jujitsu instructor. And I was like, no, no. I was like, I'm only three years in. I'm just a blue belt. But I, I do have intentions yeah. of, of either opening an academy or helping teach at some point. And he's like, you will. Is like I can feel your is le- like your your like radiating yeah. masculine leadership and yeah. energy, and I was like, "Fuck, man, that's what I needed to hear." Because a little validation goes yes. a long ways, man. And that kind of back to Greg, which we were talking about a little bit before. That's like what Greg gave me in Costa Rica for like the first time, really, that I can remember somebody in my corner like rooting you on. You can fucking do this, believing or, in you, yeah, or even like push that that push of like dude you've talked about the podcast you have this you have that like do it do it do it like I, you don't need people to keep telling you to do it i'm telling you right now do it and so you start to dive down that path and it's like you know what i mean like that weight is taken off of like okay i'm still on the right path yeah here, man i'm doing it and i fuck i can go on tangents forever but coming out here um like a month ago, almost to the day I did a long hike for my birthday. I ended up, I have a torn uh, meniscus right now, bone bruise, a femur, something going on all on my knee from this really long hike that I put together. And so I wasn't even, I was debating not coming out here. I was like, I can't fucking do jujitsu. I can't do any of the hikes that I wanted to on the road or anything. And I was convinced to come out. And then it's those signs. It's that. Or when you see like Greg and Greg and Joao and stuff and they're like, what's up, brother? Like all of this, like, fuck, that's the energy. It's the connection energy. Yeah, that's the energy that I'm, that I need. That's the energy I want, but I don't have it at home. Okay. You don't have it at home. I do not have it at home. So when I go home, it's me (sighs) and it's like, and that's kind of why I put together the podcast was to slowly try and bring these people back together. Not, Not, yeah, not to me, but just to into a community. Yeah. And it's, it's working. It's it is. slow. It is <laughs> it's slow. very slow. But it is working. And it fucking feels powerful, man. It feels good. But I need, I need to build something deeper, something more, 
Something more. Something more. Yeah. Well, this is the beginning. That's it, man. <laughs> so this is a, of yeah. course, there's, there is more. Yeah. But we're just at the beginning. Because I feel the same way. You know, um, I've talked about this with many people. And I don't actually know if it's been on the podcast before. But I'm somebody who my brain constantly wants the end result. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck about the journey at all. I just want the end result. I, mm-hmm. I actually despise the journey. But then what I realize is that the journey in itself is what makes the end result so special. Yep. So I have to constantly check myself because it's like, you know, like you just said, you, you got the podcast, you want this connection, but there, there's more. There's something deeper out there. I feel the same thing. I have the podcast. I have this, the land. I have some, some certain skills and things that I can like manifest into something bigger. But right now it's not there. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's there. And it's like every day I just want it to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just I want to live in that world exactly. now. But that's not. I then go back to as a jujitsu guy. You will understand this. You don't just get to go from white belt to black belt. Mm-hmm. And if we did, it would not be it wouldn't mean anything yeah you know it would just be you go wrap a black belt around me (laughs) it's like okay well the color is cool except for i'm not actually there and it doesn't mean anything if you can just pick whatever color you want Mm -hmm. so i have to keep telling myself it's these talks and in a year from now two years from now three years from now we go back and listen to this and it's like fuck dude a long way i'm a long yeah we've came a long way so that's why i always say we, we have to give ourselves grace when we're doing new things and trying because other than Greg and Toby and the enlightened Neanderthals guys who are all from my, the jujitsu gym, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone other than them. And now you who have their own podcast. Do you have any of your homies who have their own podcast? No, Exactly. Do you have any, how many of your homies? Well, you guys. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it, like, man. we're spread out. I mean, like, that you grew up with or you're, you're you know, like, so we are. Much. We're warrior allies. And this is what the whole podcast and your podcast and Greg's is all about, is this mm-hmm. connection right here. <clears throat> but when I look at the people that I grew up with, how many of them have a podcast? How many, how many of them are trying to invent something how many of them are are being an entrepreneur and wanting to break the matrix and rebuild a world worth fucking living in for me none why would you have to rebuild a world worth living in if you if you came up and it was good exactly you my know? point so it's putting and you on can't s- have a podcast if you ain't got shit to say you know you need experience yeah you need knowledge you need wisdom you need you need to have have done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, some sort of a comprehension of betterment. Of course. Right? <laughs> like, no one wants to listen to a podcast of people just, like, bitching and moaning yeah. and complaining. How was your week, your work week, man? <laughs> yeah, or, did you know, even down to so many people still constantly watching sports all day. Mm. I'm not against sports. Like if you want to play sports, play sports. I played sports. However, if you're a grown man, you're 40 fucking years old and your favorite thing to do is 
put on your cool jersey and sit on the couch and and study stats of NFL. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, if you love sports so much, you love football so much, why the fuck aren't you playing it? Why are you not down there trying to to get, you know, drafted onto the team? It's just weird that that, like, that exact scenario right there, right? He's the normal guy compared to you and me. Oh, I know. Why is that so fucked? That in and of itself is so fucked up. I know. It's like what we were saying again when we were outside was, like, the war of... uh, it's like the war of consciousness, right? The war of like, I don't fucking know, man. It's this world just seems so fucked. It's so hard to stay like in a good place about it, but you you have to try to. You have to because, like you said, if it's if there's no hope, or there's no like, if it's just despair, why don't we just hit? the the record button and stop this and go fucking blow our brains out yeah you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like if if it's yeah. just despair and there's no hope and and we can't get out of this and this is what it is then why even do any of this because there is hope something inside of us mm-hmm. tells us that dude it's happening that's the thing is it's happening yeah. bro i've never met you before You've never met me before. You drove up here to go and sit in some guy's house you've never fucking met before. I just had some dude from Idaho fly an airplane to SeaTac Airport and rent a car and come and stay with me for two weeks. I've never spoke to him before. (laughs) All from the podcast. Vanessa's like, what the fuck are you doing? I said, I don't know. I was feeling generous like two months ago and extended an invite out to this guy he wanted to meet and I was like, well, if you're ever around here, you got a place to crash. And he was like, bro, that was the nicest fucking thing someone's ever offered me. I'm going to talk to my wife and take you up on that. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude, how about the 18th to the 20th? I'll fly in and I'll rent a car and I'll just drive up to your house. I'll crash there for the weekend. And it was like, oh, okay. And sure enough, he fucking came and all my bells and whistles are like, my monkey brain's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't even get along. Like, I shouldn't say I don't get along with people or like people because I do. But most people are normal, small talk. Like, our soul level is so different that I, d- I can't actually deal with it. Mm-hmm. So what happens if he gets here and, like, I don't want him here? Yeah. Do I tell him, hey, bro, this ain't going to work out. You're going to have to go get your own place. What if he's fucking crazy? What if he's one of these weirdo people mm-hmm. and now he's going to come sleep in my house with my fucking little kids and my wife? Am I going to have to bury a motherfucker back in the forest? <laughs> Which you could get away with so easily. <laughs> of here. course I could. <laughs> and uh, I, But my heart told me no. I wouldn't have ever reached out if I felt that way. I yeah, wouldn't that's it, have right gotten there. this far into this. The intuition. If, if it was bad. And sure enough, we came here, another fucking warrior ally who's on our team. He taught me a bunch of shit about fishing. I taught him a bunch of shit about the the farm and the plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who does that? Imagine getting on a plane and going and sleeping at some guy's house you've never, ever met or talked to on the phone. Yeah, I mean, kudos to him, too. 100%, <laughs> dude. I'm like, dude, you're a brave motherfucker. That yeah. takes a lot of courage especially for the people who listen to the podcast or follow me, they know that I'm not just some purple hair limp dick. Mm-hmm. So to, to come to my fucking compound yeah. 
leave your wife and kids back at home. I may not ever may come not, home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so because of that, two people who did have at least enough confidence to pull this off, we were, we were gifted great rewards because of that. Mm-hmm. And here we are doing it again. So when we talk about making the world a better place and us doing it, the people who had trauma growing up trying to make the world a better place, it's fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, I didn't have a podcast. I had never done any type of plant healing medicine. I was the most angry, bitter, pissed off dude. I wanted to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. I said, I care about maybe like five to 10 people on planet earth and the rest can all fucking die. Yep. And I didn't care if you were in my way. I might as well run you over with the car while eating my PB and J. I just didn't give a fuck because I knew what was going on in the world and everyone else was just stupid fucking retarded idiots to me. (laughs) And that's really where I was at. And then I look at, I have to remind myself like, here we are. I'm all about healing. I'm learning about love, connection, total 180. Total 180. Yeah. I don't hate everyone. Like we talked about, I put a soul level, a soul mm-hmm. age on them. And that helps me, instead of wanting to bash them into the ground, helps me understand, okay, they're new. Yeah. So it's a baby here. They're a baby. So it's, as a fucking mentor and a leader and a, and a masculine man for other, either men or young people, to look up to i'm gonna put you guys under my wing i'm gonna show you the ropes i'm gonna show you the way because high tide lifts all ships Mm -hmm. and if you're the fucking weakest link we learned back in elementary school how strong the team is as strong as the 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 weakest link so even if we take the weakest link and we start raising that guy up we're doing better if there's one fucking person who listens to your podcast or my podcast and it helped them in some way, shape, or form, you're doing your part. Yeah. You're giving back to the karmic debt or the karmic bank, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we're giving in to we're we're depo- we're making deposits in that karmic bank, which allows us to reap rewards. We can then withdraw from the karmic bank mm-hmm. without being a vulture or parasite where all they do is reap or essentially steal from the karmic bank because they don't actually ever put anything in. And then they want to know why their life's miserable and they're addicted to drugs and their family fucking sucks and they have no money. Now, just because you do good and serve and and give back to the community doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, people aren't going to do drugs and you're going to have a bunch of money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. But what it does mean is that when it comes to the universe helping you out or God or what, what, whatever it is that you believe in, you're on the right side. Whether you believe, like, maybe some people don't believe in karma at all. They think that you could just do whatever the fuck you want and there is no consequences. Or got to be pretty ignorant, I would think, but I'm sure there's a, they're out there. I've met people out there. I've worked with a dude. He's like, dude, there is no such thing as karma. And mm-hmm. I was like... How was your life? I yeah. need to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tell me what's been going on in your life to yeah. where you literally are like, there's no such thing. You can just be a total piece of shit your entire life and expect nothing but peaches and cream. And it could also be like maybe a person's always done good, always tried to follow their heart, and shit's always just fucking not worked out for them. Mm. 
are they aware that there's probably lessons that are like the universe will try and teach you lessons over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it will start out with like a whisper and then a, Hey, and then a yell and then a poke and then a shove and then a a jab. And then it's like, all right, you're still not getting it. Go sit on that cock chair and shuck it up. Exactly. (laughs) They do a haymaker. They, 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 the, the, it will make you have to learn the fucking lesson. Has mm-hmm. that ever happened to you in your life where you are supposed to be learning a lesson of some sort or something, but you are refusing to, to do it out of fear? Like all I all the time, <laughs> me, dude, me, all the time. Yeah, me too. And it will get worse and worse. Every time mm-hmm. the cycle goes, it will get worse and worse and be, and it's like, fuck. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it. I, I don't care if it makes me scared or whatever. Every time I don't do it, this continues to happen. Mm-hmm. So we got to change path. And then you change path and all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck. I wish I would have done that the first time. Yeah. And I knew it. I just didn't do it because of whatever reason. Usually scared. Like for me, a huge thing was like the union. Mm-hmm. I wanted to not work for somebody else it wasn't the union that i had a problem with i just really want to work for myself i i just don't want to have a boss i want to be my own boss mm-hmm. and i would get laid off and i would be like okay what am i gonna do i'd tell vanessa well we're gonna wait to get hired back on and then they never call and they never call and they never call and i would be like well fuck i can't wait forever you know unemployment's gonna run out like i gotta do something And I would make a decision. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And literally, like, when I finally made the decision of this is what I'm going to do, like, either that night or next morning, boom, get a phone call. Stand away. See you at work Monday morning at 530. That's the test, man. Okay. And then I go back. And then I think, okay, this is going to happen again. Mm -hmm. There's going to come a time where I get laid off again. And then... That's my time where I'm going to go and fucking get unemployment and transition into my own thing. A year would go by, I get laid off. What are we going to do? And I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd wait to get my call back. And sure enough, they wouldn't call back. And I'd make the decision. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And that night or the next morning, stand away. We got work in. You ready to work? Five five thirty Monday morning. Roger that. I'll be there. I did that four times. Mm-hmm. This last time. I simply asked, do you want me to take my toolbox with me? And they go, yeah, might as well. Okay. Well, I haven't gone back since March 30th. Like I talked about, finances has been rough. My soul's been better than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. But something tells me somehow I've made it this long. I didn't have six months of mortgage and shit saved up when I got laid off. I've been making it work. Now... What am I going to do moving forward? I don't know. Follow my heart. Follow my heart. The worst that's going to happen is I'll end up having to go get a fucking job again working for the man. Yeah, That's the worst that's going to happen. The best that's going to happen is I get to follow my fucking dreams and, and start going on this path of my sole purpose. Mm-hmm. Podcasting more, connecting more, jujitsu more teaching more of the knowledge that I have of whether it's forging or the, the garden or fucking earth pipes or, or crystals or whatever it is that people are interested that I have to offer. Mm -hmm. 
And I truly believe that if, if we just be our authentic selves, if every single person was to just be their true, genuine, authentic self and follow whatever their dreams, passions are, I think this world would be such a different fucking place. Yeah, I really do. But it's, <clears throat> but it, that's the opposite of what we're conditioned to believe. Because like you said, what we're conditioned to believe is to grow up, go to school, do good, get good, good grades. Don't be a fucking delinquent with your name on the right side of the chalkboard like mine every day where <laughs> I don't get to go to recess. Okay. That was yep. what we don't want. And then you're going to go to college and then you're going to go to work and you're going to work and you're going to get a good job that's going to pay so you can get a home and a car and save up for some vacation and retirement and live your life out. That that worked for mom. That worked for grandma. That worked for great grandma. So what do they do? They told us to do that. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for everybody? Yeah, put us in a pretty rough spot here. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. Because I can tell you right now, if you make six figures a year, you're struggling. Mm. At least around here. Rent around here for like a one-bedroom apartment is two grand. You want a fucking home? Like, I seen a, uh, like a rundown mobile home <laughs> on one-eighth of an acre in the, like, downtown city of Mount Lake Terrace. Now, it's not a big city. Like, it doesn't have high-rises or anything. It's a mm-hmm. suburb of Seattle. Okay. 450000 <laughs> I said, what? You want yeah. half a million dollars? For a mobile home that was built in 1973 on an eighth of an acre of land next to the Shell station? <laughs> what are we fucking talking about? Yeah, man. They're... So what, your your mortgage on that thing is going to be 3500 bucks a month? There's such a disconnect in the world right now, I feel like, for from spirit mm-hmm. and from... One thing I've like continued to go back to since I started... I, I only started plant medicine... Um, I think like March of last year. So not much over like a year and a half. Okay. We started about it was the it was same close. Time. Yeah, it was very close to the same time because when you went on Greg's and that's what I first messaged you about on Instagram, I was like, bro, we gotta sit because your first ayahuasca experience was almost identical to mine. Really? And I had never heard like you don't ever hear that. No. Right? Like no, no. one's experience is the same, but like the weird gay dude sitting next to you speaking in tongues. You in there wanting to fucking kill everyone. The raven showing up in your in your dreams. Really? Like, yeah, all dude, that all, shit? Yeah, it was fucking weird. Whoa. So when I listened to it, I was like, <clears throat> I got to meet this dude. Like, we're homies and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Because that doesn't happen, man. No, and, fuck uh, no. So I'm happy to be here. That's for sure. Thanks. I'm but, happy um, you're here. The energy, I can feel it. Like, you, you take a... Um, I've been said, told many times the same thing. The, the, the energy of you is bursting. It's because we're on this fucking path. It, it, we, we've it's bursted easy. our chakras open. We've yep. taken this medicine. We understand how this energy is working. We went from this thing and are transforming into this thing, which is essentially the raven, the mm-hmm. rebirth, the, the death and the rebirth. And then you get together, and now we have even more light that's lighted. Like now even less darkness can be around us. Mm -hmm. You go get one more and now there's three of us in here. And it's like, if you're not on this vibe or frequency, if you're down here, you're probably going to open the door, hang out for about 30 seconds and go right back outside unless you desire it. 
if you're on the low vibra- vibration frequency, but you're desiring something greater, or you know that's greater, then you come around us and it's like, holy shit, I want this. Mm-hmm. Which is why Guns and Geese is so valuable, I believe. Yep. Because so many people are on a low vibration who know about a high vibration, but don't know how to necessarily get there or haven't experienced it firsthand. Mm. And so they hear about it. Energy never, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't ever get to like create, you can't create energy and you can't destroy energy. You can only reroute it. it. And so the energy coming through (laughs) the podcasts is real energy. And mm-hmm. they feel it, and they pick it up, and they're like, fuck, dude, I need to hang out with these guys. This feels good. And then they go and hang out with it, and it's like, holy shit, I need to surround myself with people like this. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is like you said, you go back home, and where non- is it? Yeah, non-existent, Where is man. it? Like, for me... Well, that, that plays directly into why I decided to make this trip. Okay. Even with the fucked up knee, even if I couldn't hike, like I was still going to attempt everything, but I knew energy out here is what I'm seeking. Meeting you and your energy, I want to experience. I want to see what it is because I hear it over the podcast. Yeah. I resonate with it. I have the same thing. Yep. Let's go see if this dude's legit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And like, obviously I've spent time with Greg in Costa Rica and shit, so I know his vibe and- being back home since Costa Rica, I haven't done anything really since then, right? So I came back, like I told you, for about one month for after Costa Rica. Dude, I was un- unstoppable. <laughs> I had never in my life felt that good, ever. Uh-huh. Not even a fraction. Nothing could make me angry. I was the best father in the fucking world. The best friend, the best everything. Like, my life was incredible. And as soon as it sways, it's like... It's very easy to to not remember that healing in this journey is not linear. Yeah. And that's what I have to always constantly remind myself of is because like today I had the little breakdown in the car and started snapping on like fucking places. I can't go shit in your bathroom, dude, because, yep. because it's not public. Yeah, right. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like in just spiral. And then I'm like, okay, let's go on a hike. We need to chill the fuck out here. And then once you recollect your thoughts, it's like, okay, that was a slip up. It's okay to be upset with yourself, but don't like, I used to just bury myself in that. I would swim in your own sorrow. Yeah, man. And I would just feed into it and I would make it worse. And so then like we were talking about earlier, when that would come back around, I would get rid of it, but it would come back around. It gets worse. Uh And it's been doing that for a month and a half now to the point of at work. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck about you guys. I hate this place. I hate work. I hate driving here. Yep. And I don't want to live that life. I don't want to, even though I'm doing something I don't like want to do, right? I don't desire working for somebody else. I can still enjoy the process. Right. And that's what we were talking about, right? The journey. The journey. And so like I have my aspirations to leave the union within two years, start my own thing, do all of these things. But I have to, I have to play the game right now. I have to stay with my company. I have to run work for them. I have to. And it's of benefit too. It is. And that's the that's the weird part is it's all benefiting me right now. But because I'm doing it with such like, I don't know, frustration towards it, it makes the journey just shitty. Well, because way, it's of the friction. 
right? It's yeah. like it, the frustration adds, like it it strips it of all lubrication, mm-hmm. all the oil and everything gets taken out, and now it's a machine that's running with no oil and grease. It's mm-hmm. just fucking like it, it goes, it's pushing, it's just through pushing and, through it. Yeah. Whereas like if you can get the Hey, this is the journey. I chose this. I know where I'm going. It's a long fucking road. Like driving here, it's 38 hours. Mm-hmm. Two hours in, you're like, fuck, dude. Yeah, my 36 hurts, more hours. Yeah, hurts, exactly. Yeah. You're still in the same fucking state that you yeah. live in. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, barely out of the county. But, dude. <laughs> and if you're like dreading it, that, that trip will take for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. But if you get into, I'm going to go see the homies, I'm going to fucking learn, I'm going to go meet Tyler all yeah. you start getting the the positive emotions to go along well, with you it you feel it right away right? man and then you're like fuck go faster yeah n- now I'm going to go 100 exactly <laughs> and it's all it's all about that it's 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 pretty cool so what what made you decide how did you even hear about ayahuasca like what made you how did you hear about it and what made you decide that you wanted to partake um, I think like most, I want to say Joe Rogan. Okay. Um, was the first time I heard of it and it didn't, it was nothing but just information at that point in time. It's just like, oh, this shit exists. That's cool. It was appealing, but it wasn't like, I am craving this, but it was in the back of my mind. Have you had done psychedelics already in your life? Never. Okay. I had only smoked pot. I've done Coke maybe like 10 times. Like I don't just, I was a huge alcoholic though for okay. like 10 years. Loved booze. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no like mushrooms, none of that ever. Um, ayahuasca was the first psychedelic that I went and did. But so then, like they say, you start getting the the call, uh-huh. right? And so I hear it on Rogue and then I hear it from blah, blah, blah and him and him. And there's like 10 times as many people where I'm like, okay, this is like, am I seeking this now or is it seeking me? Yeah. And you start to have that contemplation and then. Me and my now ex-wife were going through um, hard times, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, I think we, we tried to stay together for my son ultimately, and so there, there's a lot of friction, like you were saying, that kind of comes with that. But yep. it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't good. Yep. And um, so I was. we were doing therapy, counseling. I have, like much like you, I have a very close group of friends I'll do anything for, a few people. Other than that, the whole world can burn. Yep. I don't give a fuck about any of you. Yeah. Doesn't you mean nothing to me? Mm-hmm. I lived that way forever up until my first ayahuasca experience. And um, trying to debate how much I want to share. Yeah. My wife's or ex-wife's sister wasn't in a good place with that family. Okay. They kind of pushed her out in a sense. Um. For whatever reasons, right? Um, and she just, like, disappeared. And then, like, I don't know, man. It seemed like a fucking year. Maybe it was a few months. But she disappeared for a while. And then all of a sudden she came right back. And then my ex-wife at the time was telling me, like, oh, I guess she went and did, like, ayahuasca. And she came back and, like, apologized for all this stuff and is in a whole new place. And, like, she's back into the family. And she's better than she's ever been. And... So again, it was just like another little calling. And then I'm like trying to kind of save a dying marriage. We both feel it's dying, but we're trying to hold on for that family unit. Cause like I said, didn't grow up with a dad. Her dad left their family when she went to college. Like we wanted to hold this family together at all costs. Okay. Which 
can absolutely be detrimental. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but so we tried, man, and that was my last ditch effort as an individual contribution towards that relationship. She knew that. I knew that. That was what I went there was to fix whatever was fucked up in me that didn't allow me to cry, didn't allow me to feel empathy or sympathy towards yep. anything. I wasn't a horrible person, but don't come to me and complain about yeah. the fucking house is two degrees too hot when I'm digging trenches right. for fucking eight hours. Okay. I don't care. Yep. Like don't bitch. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And, and shit like that. I just didn't have that compassion. That, yeah. That compassion. No compassion. That care. I just didn't care about <laughs> anything. It was just what I, I'm just here, dude, just yep. working. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I ended up going out there and giving it a go and came back and the, the overwhelming message that I got from the first time I went and did it was, People are rad, and I love people. Yep. I love that gay dude that was sitting next to me, dude. <laughs> right? Gave him a big hug after, changed numbers. I was like, dude, you're my homie now, man. Like, yeah. we're boys. Yeah, you want to stick your dick in the butthole? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You do that at home. The That's rest you. of the time, we're fucking homies, We're bro. chilling, dog. That's it. Yeah. You're we're weird. Good. But yeah. you know what? I love you. And I'm weird, too, dude. And that's it. We're all weird in our own fucking ways. Yeah. But it's just that judgment, and it's easy, and it's pushed. Yep. Like, like the, it's like society wants you to judge people, right? Yeah. And, that's what's pushed dude and that's that was one of the biggest things was like i kind of lost a little judgment on people i got that like that empathy that compassion that understanding of like the human will of like fuck man life ain't easy for anyone no like we can all just be here for one another though mm -hmm. like love is all that we have and if you don't have love or you can't find it then there's respect and so that's the route i chose but I came home, we worked on it for like a week, and after a week, we both within one day time decided that divorce was necessary. And I say that because I actually, we we stopped talking for a day. I wrote a letter, the next day she brought it up to my attention and I handed her the letter, and we we're like, same wavelength. Okay. We're both done here, yep. we're both throwing in the cards, we're good, but so ayahuasca isn't always like the shining golden light because no. it put me into the deepest, darkest depression of my life. I had never been so suicidal from anything like that divorce rocked me, but it was what I needed. Mm -hmm. And I got that through ayahuasca, man. So that was kind of how I got pulled to it was just a bunch of little callings and then her sister doing it. And my, I guess, kind of desperation almost to want to keep a family together. Yeah. It's. It's crazy because when I first did it, me and Vanessa were in the, the greatest position. Mm -hmm. And many times ayahuasca's put us in crazy, crazy positions together. Fuck, I ended up like pretty much falling in love with another girl. It's so easy. <laughs> on, <laughs> on ayahuasca, it's easy. <laughs> you gotta and it was like, look, I'm not really that happy in the marriage. Um I don't know. This person's receiving my love and mm -hmm. it feels amazing. I feel like I try and give my love to you all the time and you don't receive it. You don't want it. You're not into it. And to have my love received by the feminine in the, in the way of like submission and surrender makes me feel like a fucking king. Yes. And I love feeling like a fucking yeah. king. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to continue this. And then that created a thing of like, Vanessa feeling like, well, I want, I don't want you to feel like a king with someone else. And it was like, well, this isn't something that I can change for you. Mm -hmm. 
nor did I seek this out. This literally came out of fucking nowhere. Well, then she ended up over a period of time was like, I want to heal. Tyler is going somewhere Mm -hmm. and we're going to go like this. If I don't want to be a part of this, because I didn't tell her she Vanessa is the most straight person I've ever met in my life. She does not drink. She does not smoke. She does not fucking do anything. Mm -hmm. She is the sober of all sobers. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to do ayahuasca. I'm like, you wouldn't even fucking smoke a joint with me. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. I can't even get you to take a sip of wine and you're going to go drink the tea. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, but I don't want to have a masculine shaman. I, I want to have a, fe- a a woman shaman. And there's one that I found that's actually at the place that I go to, but it's the owner. She's going to come up here. And okay. so, she, so she did and learned all this shit and came back and like, we're fucking tighter than we've ever been. So it's weird because I thought there was a time where, like, the, when I first did it, I was coming back home super lovey. Then halfway through, like, by my fifth major time. Major lovey. Yeah, ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, major, major lovey. lovey. It's and weird. And then I come back home the after, like, the fifth time, and I'm like, I don't know that I actually want this anymore. Mm. I just felt what it, something that I've been longing for for a long time mm-hmm. in my own relationship that I feel like I've been denied, and I just had it accepted, and I can never have it denied again. So what are we going to do? And essentially it was, I'm either going to go with this person and you can either come along with or leave Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I'm not going to leave you. I love you, but I'm just going to add on and we're all going to live in the same house and you guys can help each other homeschool and help each other do laundry and cook dinners and you'll, you'll be best friends and we'll all sleep in the same bed. And it was like, yeah, no, that's not going down that way. And it was like, okay, well then I need my, I need my love received from you. There's something to be said for that, man. That's a, such a huge component. I guess I didn't really hit on either. Was that it, it's that it's that and it played perfectly into that first ceremony that led into the divorce as well as um, that love for people that I found came through one female individually uh-huh. s- and specifically um, to the point of like, you know, when you're in like middle school and shit, and you like flirt with a chick or like high school and you're like, oh, bro, she's into me. Uh-huh. Right. And yeah. you're like. Once you really stop and think about it, you're like, nah, that's probably bullshit. It's yeah. just in my head. I was going through that the first night with this girl and I'm married. Uh-huh. So I'm, I, I've never cheated. I, I don't have intentions of it, but it's that love, that acceptance, that like energy connection that I have never felt with anybody. Uh-huh. And that was the first time I had felt it. And other people were coming up like, Oh, what's going on there, man? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. You feel it too. They're like, yeah, everyone feels it. Everyone's talking about it. You're like, okay, so this exists. Yep. But I know for a fact it does not exist at home. Yep. And so where does that leave me? Yep. Now, and, and that, that was part of my journey that also led into the divorce a little bit of like, that wasn't obviously solely why it was just the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Because once it, you it, there's feel just that love, I think for a man, when a man's love is not being received, because we, I mean, in every human, there's the masculine and feminine. We have it, you know, just because we're masculine men does not mean that we don't have divine feminine in us. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do. But most of the time we are going to be in our divine masculine, especially being alpha males that we are, leaders that we are. 
which means that most of the time we are going to be penetrating. We are going to be giving. We are the one who is going to be conquering and, and pushing forth. The woman as long as we're in the role of masculinity should and they're they're comfortable and safe and protective enough around us trust that they can be in their divine feminine then they can surrender submit and receive break what, down what you mean by submit quick because some people's comprehension of that word is like i've had that conversation with women and they're like oh, i'm not a submissive that's fucking gross you pig and it's like that's not what i'm talking no about. I'm, I'm not saying bitch get it like lay no, down. no i'm not saying get on your knees and suck my dick no. i'm not saying so break that down yeah, for okay. someone quick roger that what i mean by submit is to be okay not being in the lead Okay, my children submit to me not because I beat the fuck out of them or scare the shit out of them, but because they trust me as dad as the leader. So I say, hey, this is what we're going to do today. Dad's going to go and chop firewood. You guys are going to take the firewood that dad chops and you're going to stack it over there. Once it's all stacked, we're going to go out and get ice cream together. How's that sound? That's a simple submission. My kids say, okay, dad. Mm hmm. They didn't fight with me about where we're going or what we're doing. As the leader of the pack, the rest of the people should feel comfortable enough, respect enough, trust enough, love enough, and feel protected enough to be able to submit. What I mean by submit is being able to be asked or told something whether it's the agenda for the day, whether it's an order, whether it's a, hey, I'm going to the store really quick, mm -hmm. and be okay with a, okay, honey, no problem. It's, it's and dude, the problem is, is that society has women thinking that they're going to fucking run the world, like the Barbie movie that they got out right now, and it creates turmoil. Okay, because men, what the roles have been reversed. If you look at any TV show, dad, Homer Simpson or yeah, fucking stupid, some fucking stupid idiot. fucking idiot who doesn't know how to wipe his own ass. Yeah. And mom is r running the entire show. And so it, the, the polarity is opposite. Dad is submitting to mom and mom is being the leader of the, the tribe. Mm -hmm. So that's conditioning which is the opposite of our hardwired dna and instincts me and vanessa will get along the most when i am in my masculine and she is in her feminine we will get along the most emotionally physically sexually spiritually as long as we stay in those things it's a cohesive bond at it, that it time. is as soon as like let's say i've been gone all day let's say i went to a ceremony Okay, mm -hmm. and, she, and the kids were here all weekend. Without me being here, she is mo not really in her feminine at all. She has nothing. She's not going to submit and surrender to the kids. Yeah. And there's, there's no place th for that. There's yeah. no place for that. She's going to be in her masculine. A single mom is 99% of the time in the masculine until she goes to the bar and finds a dude who can let her surrender and submit. Whether that's actually submitting, meaning like close off, legs open, penetrate me, <laughs> or submitting as, as in just like, hey, let's go play pool. Let me buy you a drink. Would you like to go fucking take a walk down the boardwalk? <clears throat> if I'm gone for those two days and I come back, she's in her masculine, and I can tell when I walk in, all of a sudden she's like giving me orders and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not that she can't give me orders. I'm not above her. I'm not superior to her. Mm -hmm. It's 
a honey-do list or a chore list or a to-do list is simply different. That's us communicating, trying to work together to progress our lives. Yeah. Her coming in and being like, you need to do this and I'm done and you need to cook dinner and the kids are pissing me yeah, off. Like, you're hey, gone all hey, weekend. And- chill. Yeah. Hey, dad's home now. It's not your responsibility anymore. I get it. It was rough. Okay. Because you're not dad. And just like when you fucking leave and I'm here all goddamn weekend, I got to do the fucking laundry and clean the kitchen and make them all these food and do all this stuff. And it's rough. I can't wait for you to come back. We both play our own parts. Mm -hmm. But for the women out there, when I say to submit means that you are receiving our love. We are. And it, it doesn't have to be physical touch love. There's many ways to do love. It could be gifts. It could be acts of service. It could be uh, physical touch. It could be uh, words of admiration. There's the different yeah, love, love languages. languages, right? Receiving it is what I mean by submitting. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is, is receiving the love in whatever it is. In the, and when a man has been with someone for a long period of time and they... See, at first, the love was being received. That's why the man even agreed to be boyfriend and girlfriend in the first place. But over a period, it it does. It goes goes away. And in the honeymoon phase, when when there's butterflies and fucking rainbows, and you guys are fucking like rabbits, and you can't stop sexting and flirting with (laughs) each other and fucking picking each other up and smashing each other against the wall and making out, like, yeah, that's fucking rad, and it's fun, and that's what we're all lusting after all the time. Yeah. But that's not reality. It does not stay that way forever. It can get two points of those, but it's never like when you just meet someone. Because when you just meet someone, there's mystery. There's curiosity. There's wonder. When you've it's lived fun, next man. to it is. It's fucking fun. fun. When you've lived with someone for 10 years who slept next to you every single day the same dick same pussy night after night after night same routines same behaviors same habitual patterns Mm -hmm. there is no mystery there's no fucking curiosity or wonder you know i know what the asshole looks like okay yeah (laughs) yeah so then it's like okay well kind of like a book or a movie or a or a a, a radio or a um a song that you listen to Listen to it every single day or watch it every day for 10 years and tell me if that's the book that you want to when a brand new shiny one just came out. Yeah. It's hard. However, usually what happens is why it gets to the point in my personal experiences is somewhere along the lines, the polarities get switched or they get more 50-50 or all of a sudden my love no longer feels like it's being received or maybe she feels like I'm no longer giving her love to receive anymore or in the way that she desires it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not perfect. feeling seen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of it is the, in my, in my uh, experience was I'm not being the man I'm supposed to be anymore. Mm-hmm. I've became complacent. I'm not trying anymore. I'm not doing the things I did to win this girl at the beginning. I'm not taking her on dates. I'm not giving her my undivided attention. I'm not, Holding space for her to come yeah. to me. Like it's background noise. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't care about that. I just want to fuck. And other than that, I'm going to go live my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she's not a whore. She's my companion. She's my significant other. She's the one that I chose to live the rest of my life with. So 
if I want to just fuck and then not talk or hang out or listen to her or give a fuck about how she feels, <clears throat> why wouldn't I just go get a prostitute? Mm. Do you well, feel like that's what's being pushed right now? Yeah. hundred percent. I do too, but I'm just so confused as to why. Is it easier to control? I think it's, I think without a family dynamic. Think about how much harder it is to, to raise a family. How much harder? I mean, look at us. Hard as fuck. It's hard as fuck. <laughs> okay, and then you got a single mom trying to do it both, and dad's out. Mm-hmm. There's no. If you can convince people that marriage is overrated, monogamy's overrated. Uh, we can just fuck anybody we want without any repercussions because love is love. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard to create a tribe. You are always an individual. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, killing or I shouldn't say killing, controlling an individual is very easy. Controlling a tribe is hard. Fucking bastards are after us. Because the, cause the thing is, front. they are. They are. <laughs> On every front. That's just, my, us, that's just my thought. Well, no, I but, mean, that 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 makes a hundred. Per, you, I, don't, I would like to see the person that would debate that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can control almost anyone can't control like a group of people fuck no no <laughs> you know? yeah go do jujitsu on two people yeah good two, luck two verse one and yeah. let's see what happens now we're talking three verse one let's get a let's get a tribe where it's a, or a family where grandma grandpa aunts uncles and parents and then grandkids are all kind of on the same compound mm-hmm. and then try and take them over or even try and just take over the kid, right? Yeah, you're gonna get fucking attacked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually have a funny story about, or not a funny story. It's not funny. Cool story <laughs> about uh, these Belgian horses. There was this study done. Do you know what a Belgian horse is? They're like the I, big. They're like bigger than a Clyde's tail. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They're like huge fucking draft horses. Mm-hmm. One of them. Now the numbers that I'm going to say are completely fucked up, so don't don't take the numbers. Yeah, I'm just going to give good. numbers and, and <laughs> go along with it so that you guys can get an idea. One, we'll just say it was like one Belgian horse can pull four thousand pounds. Two Belgian horses can pull ten thousand pounds. Okay, so one can pull four thousand, but two can pull ten thousand. You would think it would be eight thousand. You know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. now if you take those two horses and you have made them be friends, like they're two friends, they yeah. grew up in the same stall, it goes up to like twelve or 14,000. Now if you take those two horses and you make them brothers that have been grown up together since the time of birth, mm-hmm. they'll pull like 20,000 pounds. So the yeah. tribe thing, when, oh, look at my hairs. There it is. There's something about the, the energy and connection when you align with your teammate or your tribe that you multiply your powers by more than, you know, if I can lift 100 pounds and you can lift 100 pounds, but together, us not knowing each other, we can lift 300 pounds. But when we're on the same energetic alignment, working towards the same goal for the same, with the same feelings, mm-hmm. we can pick up 900 pounds. Yeah, man, it's magic. Yeah, it's the etherical. Run, it's the there's something bigger going. It's the bigger going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just when you brought it's very it up, interesting. Yeah. So when I think about the tribe, 
And then a tribe isn't, let's take a cul-de-sac, okay? Mm -hmm. So you have a cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac in 2023, hardly anyone knows each other. You have the few you have the few cul-de-sacs where everyone's partying on Fourth of July yeah. drinking beer, but or most you got a couple kids that like each other. Or exactly, whatever. but for the most part, mm, you see each other. Hey, Betty, get in the mail. Hey, Johnny, have a good weekend. Whatever it is, but they're not they're not a tribe. They just live on the same fucking block. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say someone was trying to take them over. Easy infiltrate it. Pretty easy. Yeah. Now let's you just take go one by one. That's down what the I houses, mean. They don't man. even know. Yeah. They don't even talk to each other. They don't yeah. even text each other. Now make the whole cul-de-sac a tribe, either family members or very good friends. Let's say that they're all dudes from the jujitsu gym. Good luck. Now take <laughs> over, and I don't say jujitsu gym as and because of their self-defense. I'm just saying because of their connection. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be your your softball league. You guys all live on the same cul-de-sac. Yeah, group with Come try to take it over yeah. compared to your average cul-de-sac right now. There's something to it where when we connect and we're on the same frequency and we're on the same, like, mindset, that controlling us becomes exponentially harder. When it just feels fucking good, man. It goes back into why I'm out here, dude. It, it's mo- the tribe I want to associate with is here. Mm-hmm. That it's like I'm pull, I'm drawn back to this. I don't want to drive 38 fucking hours to, and spend money to go to Washington, mm-hmm. you know, for a weekend and then drive all the way back home by myself. But I know what the benefit of it is. Yeah. I know that when I go back, I'm personally going to feel better. And then that allows me to start to give that back to the little tribe that I'm trying to create and create that cohesion within that cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go smoke a joint and come back and we'll talk for another 20, 30 minutes and then we'll wrap up. Sounds good, brother. All right. We're back. Back from our little break. And when we were on our break, you said, hey, I really want to ask you this question, but I don't want to go off on a tangent too deep or whatever. And there's no tangent too deep. (laughs) And uh, Go ahead. So I was asked at work by a guy that likes to put out these random like these thoughts right of like well what's your opinion on this or do you think this exists or and one day the question was do you think that um why am i spacing what i said now free will oh yeah yeah free will exists and we had a bit of a discussion on it but it didn't go too deep because i i i don't really know what to say i guess how do you answer something like that well to me is I mean, I say yes. I say but yes. But then what is it? What, why, and what is it? Free will is something that humans were given, in my opinion. It's not something... I think free will is... What I mean by something that humans were giving, given is that humans have a consciousness. There's something about us that is conscious, conscious which allows us to... Because we're energetic beings, having a human experience, it is the ability for the energetic being to experience or participate in this realm. It's the, it's our consciousness. What the fuck is consciousness? You know? What yeah. is that? To me, consciousness is, is harder to explain than free will, in my opinion. 
I would agree. I've been asked that as well by a different guy. I tried to do, tried to answer it with a buddy on a Q&A episode. It didn't go too well. No, it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. Because what is consciousness? It's not something that's like a tangible thing. It's not where in the where in the brain is, is consciousness located or in the heart or the arm or the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just like every. It's like all. It, it, it is everything. our. It's like our soul. It's it, it. We are consciousness. I mean, in here we're conscious on our own unique individual experience, but mm-hmm. we're a collective of the whole. Because when you go up to the next realm of oneness, where yeah. it's all one, we are the same. We are the ocean, right? The ocean is a giant body of water made up of individual raindrops. Mm-hmm. Well. To me, we are the raindrop in this, but we're actually the ocean. If we worked like the ocean, we'd be really fucking powerful, but instead we want to pretend to be, fuck you, I don't want to band together and make a lake or a pond or a puddle. I just want to be a raindrop because I'm better than you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, go ahead. That brings up like the, I mean, you would be able to hit on this much more than I would because you speak about this a little more in depth, but like, I mean, plant everything has consciousness. Plants have consciousness it's proven yeah like like everything rice has fucking consciousness, consciousness. water it's, has consciousness yeah and so like it, it, how can you explain what consciousness is if everything has it, it it's it's all yeah it's a, a it's all, all like, awareness you know it's all i don't know i don't know how i don't have the correct words to explain consciousness but free will is something where you have a choice And I believe that we do have free will because I believe we always have a choice. Now, the choices that you make might be a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. but you still have a choice. You still have free will. With, we'll take uh, a... Well, like your job, right? Quitting your job is kind of a a free will thing, right? A free will thing. I can go get another job. I don't have to be financially in trouble right now. Yeah, you you made the option with your own free will to leave mm-hmm. for whatever for reasons, whatever reason, right? Exactly. While it may not be the easy option, you still had the ability to make that choice and that decision. Yeah, maybe it's not even the right option. Maybe that wasn't the right decision. Yeah, you still get. But to I say still it. get to say, let's take something where it's not even like on me. Let's say, uh. Well, let's take like COVID restrictions. Many people said they didn't have a choice on, and I don't even know if you're jabbed or not. Okay, oh well God. you're not. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't think you were, but you never fucking know. Yeah. My point is, is that many people say that they were forced to do something against their will, something that they did not want to do, that they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And my answer is. That's not true. You did have a choice. And they say, no, I didn't. They literally said that I wouldn't be able to work there anymore if I said no. Okay? Sounds like you still got a choice. Sounds like you still got a choice. Even if they had a gun to your fucking head and they were like, we're going to jab you or we're going to shoot you in the head execution style. See ya. See ya. <laughs> it's been a good ride. That's it. Is is you have a choice. Uh-huh. Now, maybe the choice leads to, to your own detriment, 
but you still have a choice. Even when they say you have no fucking choice other than to do this, meaning you don't have a choice. It's this or no choice Mm -hmm. to me. You still got one. Yeah. You don't have to follow the rule. Let's take, let's take uh, lining Tyler, lining Tyler and Johnny up in uh, the single file line to get into the burn chamber of Auschwitz. I can assure you, I can assure you, unless they did some fucking mind control program to get me to not behave or think or, or do the way that I am right now, <clears throat> they would have never got me to stand in a single file line and walk into a burn chamber. Yeah. Because my only choice is to die by gas chamber. However, I will rather be a delinquent and get out of line and be shot in the fucking forehead than walk myself to your own to my own demise. Yeah. I believe we have free will. I I do too, <laughs> but when it came to describing it, it's it's kind of hard, right? It's it's hard well, to because put like what a, is it? A, yeah, so that's why it's difficult. You can fucking throw darts at the board all day. It's something will stick, but there's an, I don't think there's definitive answers to stuff like that, but I was just curious on your your uh, your outtake on it. Yeah, my opinion is that we do, and I believe that free will ties in directly with warrior spirit because mm-hmm. my warrior spirit is really what drives my free will. Is fuck you, I won't do what you told me. That's and then it's like, okay, but why? Well, I'm not a bad person. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna intentionally do something to harm somebody or make the world worse off or anything like that. So if I get to the point where my warrior spirit is like, fuck you, I won't do what you told me, is because somewhere along the lines, it's crossed the boundary of whatever my own moralities are. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to use my free will honed by my warrior spirit to address whatever the fucking problem is that I foresee. But then, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's people out there that it seems like in order to have free will, you have to kind of, you can't. How do I want to explain it? In order to have free will, you have to have your mind being led by your body. Mm. You cannot have your body being pulled by your mind on a leash because that's the conditioning. That's the programs that are that the that the propaganda and everything has ran us through where we're just running through the motions. Yeah, I'm like, supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that kind of shit. Yeah, even to the point where, like, you are just doing things without even being aware of it. Like, have you ever driven someplace and all of a sudden, like, (laughs) you notice you've driven, like, I don't know, five, ten exits, and you're like, oh, shit, I wasn't even paying attention. I just drove super far. Here. And I'm here. (laughs) Has that ever happened? No, I mean, yeah, to here. Okay. (laughs) So, that's (laughs) okay. That's what I mean, is that's a prime example of our conditioning leading to because it's so familiar with us and we've done it so much that we're like on autopilot it's a program we're not have to think about it anymore you were able to drive and then go somewhere else 
So your mind is just fucking ripping through the motion and your body's just sitting in the car being pulled behind it. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, oh shit, we're here. There's no free will in that because you're running under a program. Yeah. You're, does that make sense when I say that? Yeah. Like you're, you're running the program of the repetition of driving the car. Like you do jujitsu. Mm -hmm. It's the same as when you don't know how to do a sweep or a shrimp or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you're having to think about it and you're thinking about it when you're in those moments, when you're a white belt thinking about it, you aren't all of a sudden ending up from point A to point B and wondering how you got there. You're aware the whole fucking time. (laughs) However, once you've done it enough times, all of a sudden you'll be doing a drill and next thing you know, three minutes has gone by and you're like, Oh shit. I just drilled arm bars for three minutes and Mm -hmm. was thinking about whatever else was going on because it became so familiar. So conditioned. We built in the program to where the, the, the mind can just run the program and the body can just be drug along the fucking (laughs) drug along with it. And in that there is no free will because you're in a program. You have to be in your consciousness in order to have free will. So therefore your body is going to be pulling your mind, your heart, your soul, Mm -hmm. you know, where right here is where it really matters up here is out of its fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's up to can, no good up there. If we can get our if we can get our body to start pulling our mind behind it, then that means our soul is leading the way and spirit is always upstream from the physical realm. Mm-hmm. Which allows us to constantly have free will because in that we're not running a program, we're experiencing life. I'm just trying to think of how do you get people to start doing that? Like, I feel like you don't, you don't really get a say until you know who you are, but how do you figure out who you are? And then the other thought, because I'm high, I keep thinking about is, isn't that like, you've heard the reference, I'm sure to like, you're a master once you do something 10,000 times. So how do you go about doing that? Cause you're kind of creating that world of not thinking about something. You, you are because you want to be the master. You want to have those programs instilled in you, right? That's where our skills come from. That's so you where, want to be programmed just by yourself and correctly. You want to program yourself. Exactly. Okay. You don't want to be programmed by some other thing. But I even thought you were just, just saying bad programming in general. And that's why I'm like, well, isn't that what no, you want we to want the, do we the No, because we want the positive programs. Okay. But even within the positive programs, you're still not getting free will. You're still running a program, even though it's positive. It's Mm -hmm. the programs aren't bad. It's not bad to go in between free will and out of free will. What is bad is when you don't ever harness the free will. First, in order to get there, you need to be aware of what programs you're running. And you do that by write down during your day what you do. Every morning, I bet you have a routine. You wake up, you take a piss, you go fucking start the coffee, you get in the shower, you brush your teeth, you do your hair, you put your clothes on, Mm -hmm. you go to work. At lunchtime, you play the cards with these guys, you go over to do this, this is where you set your coffee cup, this is where your tools are at, and then you get off work, and you go here, and you do this, and you say these things, and you watch this television show on this day, and you eat this food, spaghetti on Wednesdays, and then on the weekend, we do family time, and Sunday, we whatever... And then the repetition starts again. 
and write it down the next week and start writing it down every day. And if it seems to be like the same week after week after week, you're running a program. Mm -hmm. So then you start going through those things and start dissecting it. Good, bad, good, bad. Good, bad, good, bad. And start figuring out an alternative because you never, or I shouldn't say you, I have never been able to get rid of like programs or habits. Chew. Chew. Uh, what happens is I have to replace them with something, mm-hmm. a positive one. So instead of drinking all the time and playing video games like I used to after work, now I try and eat some fruit or a protein shake and go to jujitsu. Still do the same thing the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm just not drinking and playing video games anymore. I'm now eating fruit and drinking water and going to jujitsu. Yeah. So, okay, that's good. I want to instill that program because that's a good positive program for me to have. But while I'm doing the program, I need to be aware. Gotcha. I think that's where it comes in is that yeah. you don't want to be just blindly running the program. You... Like the, like the programs are just running in the background on a, on a computer. It's probably just slowing it down and you're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's could be doing some fucked up shit without you being aware. <laughs> However, if you click that one and open it up and you're actually integrating with that particular program, you're now aware of the program, how it's running, what you're doing. You can edit it, repair it, add on to it. Does that make more sense? Yeah. So it's, I, gotcha. it, I think it's that. It's that I guess it's not so much of bouncing in between free will in the program or program and not. It's becoming aware, self-aware mm-hmm. of what programs we're running. And while we're running the program, are we still aware? Or when we're driving down the car, did we go from Wisconsin to Seattle (laughs) and somehow we made it all the way here and I'm not sure how I got here, but I'm safe. Like I'm here. We weren't aware. We were in our head, right? We were Mm -hmm. in deep thought. We were daydreaming. We were in that state. I don't think you have free will. I think you're running on autopilot. Yeah. Free will is a, is consciousness, not subconscious. Right, so the subconscious is just running its fucking thing all the time. Yeah. But the consciousness is what you're aware of. So can you, can the consciousness become aware of the subconscious simultaneously? Yes, it can. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that as long as we can get to that point, okay, I think that that's where we're going to be able to harness it as a power rather than what the fuck is free will and what do we do with it. That makes sense. I agree with that. Okay. (laughs) I agree with that. I do. (laughs) Okay. So that's, yeah, that's my little thought on free will, I guess. It's complicated, man. Hell yeah. It just pulls so many different thoughts at the same time. It's like, it's hard to, to put like to contextualize, right? To actually speak of. Well, yeah, it's not like a tangible thing. You did a good job though. Oh, thanks, bro. I I don't even really know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I rarely know what I'm actually talking about, right? It's just, well, it's all what you think. It's all what you interpret. And let's be real. How many other human beings do we get to have these types of talks with? Maybe if I've been talking about free will and this deep shit since I was a little boy, by the time I'm 35, I might have some more wizardry answers. Mm -hmm. But instead, 
I'm just now trying to figure out what the hell is really going on. Who am I? What the fuck am I doing here? What is all this? Yeah. And is any of this thing that we're experiencing actually what we were being told? It doesn't seem like it, man. <laughs> you you know more than like <laughs> anyone, dude. For those of you that are listening, uh he has his own. Oh, well, I guess I'll just, t- I can tag yours to mine as well. But the compassionate Viking is Tyler Stanway. So you guys can listen to all his stuff. And he goes pretty in depth with, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to call them conspiracy theories because they're really kind of not, you know, <laughs> but, but that's uh, what they, that's the category they fall under. That's what yeah. I'm called. That's what, you know, that's what I'm slandered with people who, Fucking hell, you're a cool guy, but God, I, you're super far out. And, and then the funniest thing is, is like months or years later, they're like, dude, I used to think that I, this just happened to me. Dude at jujitsu, he goes, bro, when you first started talking, like on your <laughs> podcast, I was like, Tyler's rad and he's good at jujitsu and I like him. But whatever he believes is so fucking ridiculous. And then he, he's like, and the thing is, is like, Recently, a lot of things have came up that have been like thoughts or things that you said a long time ago that are connecting. And he's like, and now I kind of want to, I kind of want to go out to dinner with you and just sit down and just ask you a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, first of all, I do not lay in bed and come up with this shit myself. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't choose this. No, I couldn't have come up with this crazy world. If I tried, Mm -hmm. the only reason why I even know about it is because they literally tell us in their books, they have to, it's part of their residual magic. It's part of their, whatever their Luciferian satanic agenda is one of the rules that they have, not a rule I came up with, not a rule that, that I have anything to do with, is they must get consent. They cannot do anything without the consent of the human population. Mm. Now, most people would be like, well, I didn't consent to this. Did you do anything about it? I'm pretty sure you didn't. And voting, writing some shit on some piece of paper, isn't what I'm talking about. Because you can't vote your way out of an illegitimate system. You don't get to vote or elect your way or comply your way out of tyranny. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> especially when it's created to stay like that. Right. right? So in, in my opinion is following the rules and just going along isn't going to like it doesn't work that way. What was I talking about? <laughs> what brought that up? I'm stoned now. I am too. I'm trying to think now. I don't know, dude. Fuck you guys. This happens all the time where I'm talking about something. Oh, the Luciferians. and. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, perfect. Thank God for your brain right now. Because mine just starts (laughs) flipping through Rolodexes and is like, well, we're going to hit this one. Okay, so the consent. If you didn't do anything about it, it's consent. We got like five minutes and we'll be out of here. So what they do is they tell us. They write it in their books. They show us in their movies. They sing about it in their their songs. They tell us um, in so many different ways. 
what's going to happen. And then we don't do anything about it. They implement a new rule that we didn't elect upon. And then all of a sudden we bitch and moan and we go and throw Molotov cocktails in some dude's car and beat the fuck out of the post office guy. And, you know, because, because minor attracted persons is now part of the levels love community. And it's like, well, that's not doing anything. It's consent. If I say, Johnny, I'm going to break into your house tomorrow at three o'clock. And you're like, the fuck you're not. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm telling you. And I write it in a book. Let's say I didn't even tell you. I wrote it in a book and put it in the library. I'm breaking into Johnny's house at 3 a.m. Here's the address. Here's the date. And let's say you found out about it. Mm-hmm. Well, is it, you're going to be mad, probably. If you didn't find out about it and I just did it, I could say, people could say, well. I wrote about it. Yeah. It's right there. It's in a book. You didn't want to stop it. If you are mad about it and I break into the fucking house and I steal all your shit, maybe I tie you up. Maybe I tie the family up and I take all your stuff and leave. That sucks and it's fucked up, but you didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing. What are you supposed to do about it? Right? Because not breaking into your house. If someone breaks into your house, I would say if you, especially if they told you they're going to do it, don't let them fucking do it. Yeah. When they break into your house, beat the fucking shit out of them. Yeah. Shoot them, kill them. Don't let them do it. They told you were going to do it. They give you, they, they give you all the details about how they're going to do it. So why, why are we letting them do it? Well, because most people don't know where to look. They have no idea about what this stuff is going on. They have no, in order to have wisdom, you need to have knowledge. And if you have to, if you're, if you're searching for knowledge, you kind of have to go somewhere to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have nowhere to go or don't even know that knowledge and wisdom exists, might as well watch the Kardashians because life's boring and my job sucks. Yeah. So we're just going to binge until the morning time and do it again. You know what I mean? What an awful existence. It is. But that's the thing about the <clears throat> their satanic agenda is that they tell us what they're going to do. And we need to not allow them to do that. Now, I don't know exactly why. I think this is my assumption of why they have to tell us. Like the the, the cosmic court. That's the, It's like, mm-hmm. hey, in the cosmic court... You guys were sacrificing people. You were depopulating people. You were lying, coercion, manipulation, doing all these fucking things to these people. Is that okay? And they're like, well, we told them. We even asked them. And they never did anything. So if I rob your house and you're like, man, we really wish you wouldn't do that again, Tyler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That really wasn't cool, man. Like, bro, I, I did it, and he just sat there on the couch. Yeah. I mean, he didn't like it, but he didn't do anything about it. So, I don't know. That's just my assumption, because why else would they have to tell us? Like, What are a couple things that people could do to start to, like, gain awareness to this? To, to any of the stuff that you talk about. Obviously, like I said before, check out the podcast. There's a lot of... <laughs> I will say wild shit on there. Wild <laughs> shit. There is some wild shit on like, there. Uh, 
some of it I don't agree with entirely. Like we had the conversation about the copper outside, things like that. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm yep. not in, I think you or Chris Packney on yours said something like, and I'm not a flat earther by any means. I don't really care to have the discussion much, Yep. but I know I, I think I remember him saying like, I'm not tied to the idea of the globe. Yeah. And he said, I'm not, how, I'm not married to the ball that. And so how he said that was like, fuck, you get tied into everything. That's everything it. is just an idea that was put on you at some time. Some program. You were like, ah, yeah, back to programming. It's exactly. some program. And it's like, well, how valid is this program? Why, why do I think this? Well, and why can't it change? Well, that's the thing. And how many other things that we come across so far in our lives that was not what it's not turns out what we were taught is actually inaccurate. Mm -hmm. So then at what point, like in for me in particular, do I start going through the things that just pop up where it's like, Oh, say the food, say I go to McDonald's. Well, let's see what's in McDonald's. Let's see what McDonald's is all about. Mm -hmm. Oh fuck. They fucked that up too. Okay, the dentist. Oh, they fucked that up too. Oh, the water. They fucked that up too. And it just starts going through all these things. And then for me, it was I came across the globe and I fought with my brother for a year and a half over it being a globe. And my brother would get so fucking mad at me. And I was like, I didn't even want to have the conversation. I was like, I can't even believe that we're having this conversation, you stupid motherfucker. And he had said something to me that was like, a reality check. Mm -hmm. He said, Tyler, out of all the people who's willing to research every motherfucking thing to find the truth, why will you not just look into it? Yeah. And I was like, okay, just because you're my little brother, you made a good fucking point. Like, <laughs> I'm the one who's saying, if you don't know the facts about something, how can you honestly defend it? Or should you want to defend it? Are you sure that what you're defending is actually what you think something defending. worth defending yeah. for? And so his was the aversion to that. And I'm saying, no, we absolutely live on a fucking globe. And he finally was like, but you don't know how big the globe is. You have no idea how fast it goes. You have no how, how far the sun is away. Like you don't know anything about the heliocentric model, but you're willing to fight your brother and hang up the fucking phone on him over it. All I'm saying is go look into it a little bit and then come back. And I was like, all right, you little fucker. This is my younger brother. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking into it. And I started finding all this different shit. Some of it is just And it was just so questions that didn't... It was just things that didn't start to add up. Well, and that's where I'm at. It's just like, well, that... I mean, that makes a good point. Like, how can something leave the earth and break out of the fucking... The, the, the tie barrier or yeah. whatever it's called and return to the same spot. And they say, and well, oh, because quantum sense. locking. Yeah, and but it's you like, can leave that that's at a, a certain height. The grasshopper jumps that way, no problem. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, so it's so it strong little... that it'll hold a helicopter in place for 50 fucking hours and land straight back on the X. That's the longest a helicopter's floated. 50 hours. It landed. The X stayed underneath it the whole time. It's that strong to hold something like that up in the air, but it's not strong enough to let the ladybug walk over this way. So that doesn't, yeah. You see, and yeah, then there's certain, yeah. There's like there's, I said, a, there's a ton a couple, of different things. There's a and couple so I've that, heard where it's like, I mean, even like the sense. airplane thing still doesn't make sense to me. 
because how if the earth is spinning because i know these numbers now after looking into it and at the equator it spins about 1400 miles per hour okay the earth if it's spinning at say we're gonna go washington to new york we're gonna fly from washington to new york the earth is spinning a certain direction yeah at a thousand miles per hour i don't know how far it is from here to new york but it's only like i want to i don't know 1800 miles something like that 2000 miles gotta be more than that i'm at okay. 2000s wisconsin okay far. So we'll call it three okay roughly well 3000 miles okay it's going 3000 miles per hour or i mean 1000 miles per hour but we're going to travel 3000 miles yep. so if i'm going the direction that it's spinning, let's say it took 10 hours, okay? Then, let it's 10 hours. From, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Well, that wouldn't that mean that the plane has to fly faster than fucking 1,000 miles, not 1,400 miles get an there, hour to get there? You would think. And then if it did, when you go the other way, don't you think that it... it should be there in like You ever been minutes. on a merry-go-round <laughs> and jumped? Like, yeah. okay, well... You can You'll launch yourself like space. four on one jump. Yeah. So why wouldn't the plane just go up in the air and then fucking land real quick? Because the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour underneath it. If you're going, it's so, interesting, right? shit, dude. It is. There it is. is. They, yeah, I mean, but I have taken ultimately that all stemmed from Chris saying that I have taken that kind of into consideration. I'm not married to the of, ball. Well, and now I'm just like I'm not really married to any Anything. idea, man. I'll listen to everyone's. And I'll make my own fucking choice at that point in time. 100%. Until it makes sense, it's a, a globe, but it also doesn't really make sense, you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, we uh, haven't, and the thing is, for me, is like, I, I'm i not married to, to it being flat either. Yeah, it's... Because it's, there, there's, like, a huge thing... Fuck, dude, we gotta go soon, but real quick. A huge thing is that the flat Earth has been infiltrated by the... The bad guys will say, okay. okay, the flat earth movement has been infiltrated and now they've done a bunch of fuckery. So if you go on YouTube and you look up any flat earth, you're going to get some bought and paid for big corporation documentary or something showing how bullshit it is. Mm -hmm. The big thing is what I've noticed is if you say flat earth to most people, they think of the heliocentric model, which is the model that we learned at school of the galaxy and the universe and the planets all spinning around the sun. And that everything is all exactly the same, except for earth is a plate with melted side, like snow on the sides. Yeah. Okay. That's retarded. That's not what I'm talking about. If, if we are in, if the heliocentric model is bullshit, which I say it is, I don't know what is, but we're in some type of fucking dome or something. The amount of <laughs> the amount of people who have shot rockets at this firmament above us is an ungodly amount. No one can get out. You got, but you're you're not going to be able to find it on like mainstream. You got to look at like Russian documentaries and. Fucking like CIA documents. Um, Operation Fishbowl was done by the CIA in our own government, which is a huge one about them going to Antarctica and fucking shooting the dome that we're living in. Um, the FBI, the CIA, NASA, and I believe like 
one other on all of their papers on all of their papers they say that they test aircraft over a non-rotating stationary flat plane why would they put that on there on their documents if that was a lie but does that mean that the whole thing is flat? I don't know because I've heard of hollow earth many fucking times about cities inside the fucking middle of the earth. I've seen, like, I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that I'm at the point, like you said, in my life where I will put nothing, nothing out of the realm of possibility. But just because I put it out, like, I don't put it out of the realm of possibility doesn't make it doesn't true. Make it, true. Yeah. it just means that I'm willing to look at it. How many programs in conditions do I have that I'm not aware of yet? I need to be aware of them so that I can have free will when it comes to those programs. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to just be running me. I don't want my mind pulling my body. I want my body pulling my mind. Dude, that's how we end it right there. You just tied in the whole conversation <laughs> in one. That was sick. Fuck yeah, bro. Pleasure well, sitting with you, dude. Thanks for having me. Thank you, buddy. Um, before we leave, why don't you give your connections on where the people can find you? Yeah, yeah. I have my own podcast, like we were saying. It is called the Warrior Healer Podcast. Uh, that is on all of your podcast uh, platforms. You can find me. Uh, there is also an Instagram, and you can follow my personal account on Instagram. That is uh, Johnny Period Jew Period Jitsu. Fuck yeah, buddy. There it is. Thank you. My that pleasure, was a pleasure, brother. buddy. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.